Wait, you starting? Sorry. Yeah, no, I was. I just else? need to get like my serious face on. Yeah. Not my smart aleck face on. Hello, and welcome to this thing called church, our new Zoomcast podcast. Um, this is our second episode. Um, my name is Karen. I am joined today with Kevin and David. Um, how are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. It's It's been two weeks. It feels like it was just yesterday when we recorded our first episode. Um, but Kevin, I just realized when we were getting ready to start, you graduated, like officially graduated. Yeah. yeah. During yeah, our we break. went to Dallas about a week and a half ago. I technically finished last year, but there was no ceremony. So we went, I was glad we did that. I was at first not sure it was going to be a good experience, but it was wonderful. I enjoyed going out and seeing my friends and took the kids and made them sit through an hour and a half service. So it was good. Well, then you also, but you made a, you made a nice trip out of it too. Like yeah, nice we we went and did some stuff in Dallas, like the, the uh, John F. Kennedy um, Museum, the sixth floor museum and saw the zoo and things like that. So. So for those who maybe didn't watch last year or what can you, and I know we've talked about it in church, but since it's been a year, can you just give a quick synopsis of, of what your degree is? It's called Doctor of Pastoral Music. So it's a lot like a, a Doctor of Ministry degree, but for church musicians. And it's a brand new degree. My friend Tommy and I are the first ones to get it. And um, we are in the inaugural cohort. So we were kind of building the bicycle as we went along. and. Um, my research was in young adults keeping them engaged in the life of the church. So, yeah, it's like a big deal. Like, and I think from you, you just said a few months ago somebody was going to use part of your your paper in their book, right? Yeah, like, there, uh, gonna it's going to be a chapter in a book. Actually, yeah. my major source for the, the my paper read it, which is a little intimidating. Uh, but then he wanted to use my paper as a part of a chapter of a lot of book, a bigger book. Well, that's big like yeah. congratulations but you're just like, whatever so whatever um yeah congratulations again it's like the the graduation that keeps on going it, right it I mean, like, last year you got the paper this year you get to actually walk on the stage so well we're happy for you and I, we know how hard you worked on that so great job um this past Sunday, May 23rd, was a big day at the church. We had our confirmation. Um, <laughs> it was fun. And um, so one of my, my middle child, my daughter, she was in the confirmation class. And just sitting there after a year and a half of COVID and then to be able to actually sit in church during that service was really... It felt almost normal again. It really did. Um, it was it was it was great to see those kids get recognized and and how hard they worked during from January through May and um, and one oh before I forget to say this too the one thing that really touched me in the service was in one of their classes they were learning about worship and everything and they wrote the um, prayer of confession, like each small group wrote a prayer of confession and a prayer of aff affirmation. And so each class, each small group, like we did it, we worked on it and everybody presented it. Well, you guys picked 
each like one of each one to be included in the ceremony or in, in not the ceremony in the service like that's what the congregation read on that Sunday and it said from the class we've never done that before have we we've done that probably oh. three or four years ago okay, um, so. but David was actually the one that picked it I mean he's the, he's the the architect of that so just just my I, it actually included a little bit of language from every prayer and every creed affirmation so we tweaked it a little bit and didn't have too much they did an excellent job so we just wordsmithed a little and um, edited for space and uh, used them on Sunday they were great yeah, I had never seen that before. So I guess I had been been paying attention in the past. I'm, but I I'm just, thinking we did that when Emma got confirmed, but that's okay for you not remember. Because no. that's the, I mean, I've got a bunch of them from years past, but uh, maybe yeah. we didn't do it the year that she got confirmed. Yeah, it's it was just, I thought that was a really cool way to just tie them in. And again, just that, that class, that whole group of them really were involved and always asked really good questions and um you you just never know with with teenagers how much they're picking up and they really seemed to in, in embrace it and we're very excited it was funny after confirmation um that night we were talking with my mom we were facetiming with her and my daughter sarah she's like yeah i'm a big deal at the church now <laughs> i'm like oh okay <laughs> you go girl she said that on Monday when she walked in. Guys, I got confirmed, so you treat me differently now. <laughs> I know <Okay>. you're proud. <laughs> well, at least she's excited, I guess. I. Uh... <laughs> She'll be running this place before you know it, Kevin. Yep, mm. that's okay. They, they won't even need us. <laughs> That'd be all right. Actually, it probably yep. wouldn't be a bad thing sometimes. Yep. Um, David, what uh, coffee mug do, are you using today for, for uh, our- I'm, uh, so on this side, you can see, there you go, so I don't spill it. I don't know if you can see that. Uh -huh. um, this is over the door, actually, the entrance to the Duke Divinity School, right off the quad by the chapel, by Duke Chapel, and of course this side, the drinking side, um, to the advertisement. This is, I served on the Alumni Council um, um, at Duke for a while, and um, for my really hard work, I got a coffee mug. So you'd think Duke University, international university, billions of year? dollars in endowments. Yeah, I was going to say, how much per year? $75,000 per year or something like that? I got a uh, coffee mug. That's an expensive mug. It was. I think I also got a pen and a pad. So, um, and they fed us at the meetings. Glad I don't serve. feel bad. I got a, a face mask for graduation. So, <laughs> yeah, at least I didn't get that. It was pre-COVID. So they were, they were all on the chairs. Oh, a mask. Yeah, face mask. I was thinking. Well, I was thinking like the face mask that the girls put on. No. I'm like that's like I get a, yeah I, a COVID face mask. <laughs> I have never used that term to mean the thing that the girls put on. It would never occur to me. I would just that's, say the th stuff that girls put on their face. That's a face mask. Okay. I, I just call them a mask. Like, like when, to the kids, did you grab your mask? You know, when we're gotcha. getting in the car, do you have a mask? I don't say a face mask. That is kind of redundant though, isn't it? Face mask. Where else are you going to, yeah. Anyway. I don't know. 
or a Halloween mask? It's technically not a face mask, though. Oh, that's true. It's it, not over. It's like, a, it's a nose and mouth mask. Yeah, yeah. Nose or mouth covering. Yeah. But it. And if you don't wear it right, it's a chin diaper. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you see those folks who end up with them like down here, like a beard, and I'm thinking. Okay, the things, it's not comfortable to start with. How is that better? Not. That's not better. <laughs> Just take it off. Oh, gosh. Hey, I was somewhere this weekend. This this older gentleman had his mask on, and he took it off to cough. He was like, <coughs> he didn't cover his mouth. He put it back on. And this young man behind him was about to lose his mind. He's like, <laughs> I'm still wearing my mask. You know, something People, people are crazy. Y'all know that. You may have seen the meme that went around not long ago when the governor governor made his announcement about the COVID changes, or the CDC, you know, said don't don't wear masks anymore if you're vaccinated and just go out and do stuff. It, that's not what they said, but basically that's what everybody thought they said. And um, someone said, yeah, they saw us um, trying to hoard gasoline in Bojangles cups, and the <laughs> CDC just gave up. <laughs> no. I actually saw pictures of a woman with plastic shopping bags with gas. Yeah. Like filling. That doesn't work. <laughs> but her whole trunk. And then they showed her pumping the gas into this into the plastic, like a like a target bag. Like a oh my God. gotta love right. democracy. That's right. Everybody votes. God love her. Jesus loves her, by the way. That's right. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Her mom and dad loved her, hopefully, and Jesus loves her, so we'll love that's her right. too. That's we're right. all we're all a little bit off. That's right. Yep. So bless her. Um, so our topic today kind of ties into Pentecost um, from Sunday. And we wanted to talk a little bit about the Trinity. And I feel like we might have had some of these conversations in the but I feel like it always comes up again, or people still have questions. I know it also came up in confirmation quite a bit in those classes. So, um, David, why don't you um, just start us off quickly with a quick definition of what is the Trinity in, in simple terms? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There it is. There That's it all is. you need to know. But, you no, know, I, I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, this is a really complicated topic, um, concept, uh, it, but let me, let me, I'll just say this briefly. Um, so it's not a mathematical formula. That's something to, you know, remember, this is not like calculus for those of you who hate math and, um, who are like me and much prefer the liberal arts, but are grateful for math people so that we can do things like fly in airplanes. Um, it's not a mathematical formula. You don't have to figure out the science to grasp it. Um, I, there's this wonderful quote by Robert Jensen who says, God is whoever raised Jesus from the dead, having first raised Israel from Egypt. And we believe that God has a name. And the name is, for Christians, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and what the early church fathers and mothers sorted out around all of that, because there were centuries of debate around this, councils, um, 
arguments, fights, disagreements. Um, what the church sorted out around that is that God is one uh, in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and persons is a key word, um, and that those persons are co-eternal with each other, uncreated, um, and all three fully God. And that, um, um, well, I'll just, I'll stop there, but um, so you'll see Trinity and things like our baptismal uh, creed, which we, we um, baptize to just a super experience, baptize to youth on Sunday morning. And um, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's how Christians understand who God is. Um, so, you know, it's a relationship. Um, we believe God is a relationship that is dynamic and um, it's mutual. It's a, it's a relationship of self-giving love where I'm, I'm going to let Kevin say the word in a moment. Um, and, um, it's a relationship in a sense, salvation is us being invited to participate in that beautiful relationship that exists between the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. We get caught up in their indwelling with one another and get to participate in their life together. There's a wonderful icon. I wish we had it. Maybe we could link it. Um, uh, Karen, it's uh, Rublev's icon of the Trinity. You may have seen it. It's three figures sitting around the table together hmm. and um, almost in communion with one another. And then there's space. And I love the fact that there's space in between the persons so that it's, it's almost as if you're invited into the, into the center of the, of the gathering. You get to be a part of it. Um, so that's Trinity. That's who we believe God is. Um, and that each Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all fully God, but they're not each other. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, the Spirit is not the Father, and yet all three are God, fully and completely. Kevin, you want to throw the word around? Canotic, K-E-N-O-T-I-C, pouring out self-sacrificing love. And um, one that we hear often on Board of Ordain Ministry interviews, the perichoresis. Oh, that one too. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like the indwelling. That's a Greek, a Greek word that talks about the indwelling of the persons of the Trinity. Uh, some people refer to it kind of as a divine dance. I was just getting um, ready to say that. Yeah. There you go. Go with it. The dance that, that when people, when you watch a couple that's really good at dancing, there's like this melding, but they're still keep their individuality. Yeah. Um, and so there's these three people dancing and that there's a really famous hymn, uh, recent hymn called come join the dance of the Trinity and it invites us to, to participate in that. Yeah. So. It's, um, um, so in, I think, um, I believe it's eight ninety in our hymnal, uh, the Nicene creed or is it, is the Nicene creed eight ninety or eight eighty one? I, think I can't it's remember. I think it's 881. Yeah, I believe it is 881. I believe the Apostles' Creed is 880 and the Nicene Creed is 881. So the Nicene Creed was written in 325 at the um, uh, the, the um, Council of uh, Nicaea, hence the Nicene Creed. And um, it's one of the places where they sorted out, what do we mean when we say God and Trinity? 
And uh, so if you want to read it, you know, when we get hymnals back in the pews or look it up online, look up the Nicene Creed, um, that, that is one of our Trinitarian statements of faith, where, that, where it all gets kind of fleshed out in kind of a brief format. And it was a very contentious debate. I mean, there's a very famous yeah. hymn um, of the Father's Love Begotten, uh, and that's in our hymnal, that actually was presented at that, that council. And there yeah. was like people subterfuging and keeping people like breaking down their carriages on purpose, sabotaging. Uh, but that hymn actually was presented as an argument for the for what we now know is yeah. Holy Trinity. Yeah, there were there were fights, like yeah. physical altercations over this. So um, and like I'm not I'm not so you know we have our own stuff that we're sorting through as a denomination. But if people thought that church fights were new, no, uh, unfortunately they're not. Um, but this one was at least over what is it? You know, it's it's about salvation. Like if, if God saves, if God is the one that forgives and saves and gives abundant and eternal life, then the members of the Trinity must all be God. Otherwise, we're saying someone other than God saves. Um, and so then you get into the Trinitarian heresies that are still out there in, in uh, full force. And um, you'll hear them in church every now and then in worship. Folks, yeah. you know, language gets a little imprecise, but. But it came about like, so on Pentecost is when the Holy Spirit came down. <clears throat> and that's, so before that, the, the Trinity didn't really exist, right? If, if it just came down. So, so the Trinity, we, we would, we would say that the Trinity, as I, I said, the members of the, the persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are co-eternal. Mm -hmm. They have existed from before, all things, but from before creation. God has always been Trinity. There mm -hmm. wasn't a time when God was not Trinity. Um, but our understanding of God has um, opened up and and evolved, and and evolved may not be the best word, but it's 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 deepened over time as we've come to experience God in different ways, know more about God, learn more about God. Um, but the spirit was present. Um, I said, actually, I think I mentioned this on Sunday, um, in the, maybe in the sermon sometime, um, that the, the spirit that is poured out on the church at Pentecost is the very same spirit that hovered over the waters of creation. Um, you remember that little bit in Genesis, um, <laughs> And then, of course, uh, there's there's John one. Um, He's got a book. Sorry, sorry for the. Uh, I should have pulled this out. Um, I was looking for a Bible. Um, lo and behold, there's one in a pastor's office. Um, <laughs> have no idea what translation this is, but we'll give it a shot. Um, so there's John one, which we read like every, it's a Christmas text for the mm -hmm. most part. You hear it, you know, sometimes on Christmas Eve, we'll read it. Uh, the prologue of John in the beginning was the word, the logos, the son, and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him, not one thing was made. Um, so there, even John, John's kind of hearkening back to Genesis in the beginning was God. And, um, and the word was, the son was with God, with the son, the father, the spirit, all present there together from the beginning. So, yeah, 
Also at Jesus's baptism too, right? Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Yep. We get a we yeah we get a heresy from that one sometimes. Um, adoptionism with the uh, um, the so you remember Jesus is baptized. He comes up out of the water. The spirits the, you hear the voice from the cloud from heaven. This is my son, the beloved. Well, the, the, the heresy of adoptionism says that Jesus was merely um, a, a really righteous human being and that at his baptism, God, adop- the father adopts him as son of God. So so that would be kind of like, yeah, it wasn't always Trinity. It changed at some point. Um, and again, in the, in the Nicene Creed, there's all this kind of language that does speak to the eternal nature of the yeah. Trinity. But in the Bible, there's not that many explicit notations of the right right? but there's trinity evidence of trinity throughout themes right you know even at the flood at the end of the flood the the dove and all those kinds of things so a lot of good heresies around the trinity though yeah there are should look them up i've probably committed a few of them here or there oh i know i've committed them it's really easy to uh uh when you start getting into trinitarian language to make an unintended mistake. Um, That's, we see that at the board too, Board of Ordain yeah. Ministry. We, we ask people to describe the, or, you know, articulate their theology of the Trinity. And they bring up the, the ice cube metaphors and the, the clover metaphors and things like that. Yeah. So there's, not, there's not one standard answer then, really. Well, there is the right answer. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> we led with that one. I, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like you're asking them how they would summarize it mm-hmm. and how they perceive it. I mean, yes, there's correct, but it's not just like, I mean, the way you explained it is very simple, but then you dig deeper into it. That's right. Yeah. Is where it kind of, everyone has their own experiences or perceptions of it. Yeah, they, they can talk about it in a variety of different ways. But in talking about it, there are ways that are correct and there are ways that are incorrect. Okay. Um, and, you know, the thing I would, so th- this really matters. Obviously, the church poured a lot of centuries of time and effort and energy into thinking about this, praying about it, discerning how to talk about it. How, because we're, talk, we're trying to talk about God, which is really hard. Um, and yet... Um, us getting this exactly right is not what saves us. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I would just want folks to, you know, kind of take a deep breath around that, that we're, it's not a quiz <laughs> so that, you know, somehow you're, you're in, if you get it, you're out, if you don't. So. And I kind of treat it like geometry. I never got geometry. I just, they, they told me what it was and I just said, okay, that's what, it, <laughs> that's the way I feel about the Trinity. Sometimes it's like, yeah, if I think too yeah. hard about it, it gives me a headache. <laughs> But, you know, in worship, we do at least two Trinitarian tunes every week. Mm-hmm. We do the Gloria Patri and the Doxology mm-hmm. have this Trinitarian experience. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, or uh, praise God from whom all blessings. The one that we just started with the um, Pentecost, we mentioned three, all three persons of the Trinity. Yeah. So, we, you know, Davidson, we find it very, we, we, we talk a lot about the Trinity, even if you're not paying attention. Yeah. You know, the Creed, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're singing it. We're singing it on Sunday, opening hymn. Yep. Um, sometimes holy, holy, holy. Yeah. God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Oh, wow. 
Wow. It's a great one. Yeah. When I was growing up, that was the, the, the high church hymn. Whenever we wanted to do that, that was, they wanted to be fancy. That's what we did. It used to be one of my favorite hymns. It's not? Well, I don't think, at Davidson, we don't do it a lot. We tend to do it only at, at Trinity Sunday. It's a beautiful hymn. Yeah. Well, Kevin, you shared with um, David and I a quick educational, very informative um youtube video that i will link in our in our show notes um saint patrick's bad analogies and it was awesome so <laughs> well, I, I haven't but, watched it in a while i hope the language is all good yeah i think so yeah it's, it's a group called lutheran satire but it, it takes some of these heresies and explains them very it's an animated video and it's funny and it's it's hysterical yeah yeah. Is that where you get your education? Yes. How do you find these videos? Friends. I have really <laughs> twisted, demented friends. David knows some of them. So it, it's actually a really helpful video. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure there are more of them that we can reference in the future, but we'll link that one because it was good. Um, well, that, again, I think that was a good. Um, overall explanation and summary of the Trinity. And I think it's still something that we will probably always be discussing or explaining or have questions on. Um, one thing that we wanted to talk about today and use this platform um, is some, some really exciting news, I think, and some good news based on the governor's announcement. And then our Pathfinders group at church met and went over like what does his announcement mean for us at church and on Sundays and small groups and so David I'll let you um share what people can expect starting on June 1st not this Sunday but the first actually it's not well June 1st but June 6th would be the first Sunday in worship that's right yeah so I, I you know I think I, I want to thank our Pathfinders team they've been excellent um conversation partners. I know you all have worked on this for more than a year now and just trying to keep folks safe and healthy and have done, the church has just done a super job. Um, and, and thanks everyone for your patience for a couple of weeks. We kind of had the big confirmation Sunday in there with a lot of planning already in place. And so even with the governor's announcement, it seemed difficult to undo all of that planning and put a new plan in place within, you know, just a few days. So thanks for your patience. Uh, June the 1st, the new sort of uh, Davidson UMC on-campus COVID guidelines uh, kick, kick, in, kick in. And um, of course, for many of you, June 6th, that first Sunday of June will be the, the time when you experience it. Um, Kevin, please correct me if I get any of this wrong. Um, mostly what it means is we'll, we'll, we will be reopened in a, in a fairly normal way on Sunday mornings and throughout the, the week. Um, we're going to be, um, so there will be, beginning the 6th of June, there will be no registration required for worship. We, the doors will be open. We just invite you to come to be in worship together, 9 and 11 a.m. Um, we'll be, uh, we, we've tried, we sort of coined the, we'll be a mask-friendly campus. So if you need or want to wear a mask to worship or on campus at any time, we invite you to do that. Um, please, you know, if, if that's what you need to do, want to do, feel comfortable doing, we're, 
we invite that. Um, we, of course, encourage as many folks as possible, be vaccinated if you can, um, you know, to try to keep you and others healthy and safe. Um, we'll, we will not require masks on campus. So uh, while we'll welcome folks wearing them if they need to, they will no longer be required in the building. Um, so you can come to worship, uh, sit wherever you like um, and to either service and you won't have to wear a mask on Sunday mornings or during the week if you come to the church. Um, we'll, um, we're, we're looking forward to welcoming staff back to campus. We're, work, we're still working on kind of our work schedule, when we'll be open, how we'll all navigate that together, but they're excited to come back and be doing more things in person. So um, some of us are already there in and out during the week, but um, I'd say by the, by, by early to mid-June, we'll have that plan kind of fully fleshed out and um, look forward to seeing you throughout the week as the staff is present on campus. Um, we will offer, back to worship just briefly, we will offer a couple of sections of socially distanced seating. So if you come and you, you would feel more comfortable sitting in a section where you're a little further apart, just let an usher know that and they, know, they will know where those sections are. They'll be happy to seat you there. Um, again, we're just trying to provide a, a variety of options for folks uh, to come and feel safe and to be together in worship. But for the rest, you're welcome to sit wherever you like on any Sunday morning, including up in the balcony. Um, well, oh, I, I know that some of you are thinking about um, childcare. We uh, have a plan to kick off childcare on Sunday, the 20th of uh, June. Our child care uh, team, ch our children's and family, children and family ministries team is working on that, um, how to have um, uh, that put into place. So uh, be watching for that. I think they will probably have a reservation system, mainly so that they know how, to, how many uh, child care workers to have available on a Sunday morning so that they can provide care uh, and follow our safe sanctuaries policy um, for all the children who come. So um, mainly we, we want to invite you to come. <laughs> come. Come be present in worship. We're glad that you watch online, but um, more and more uh, we hope to see you on Sunday mornings. Kevin, did I forget anything, Karen? Um, we will we'll still continue to live stream the nine o'clock yeah. service regardless. That will never go away. So um, if you can't make it, you can still watch um, live or after. Um, one question I had when you were talking about child care, um, is that specific ages or is that like, is it just toddlers or is it fifth grade and under? Do you, do you remember? I think it's five or four years old and under, okay. if I recall, but I'm probably wrong and someone's going to be mad at me for getting it wrong, but sorry, Manita, um, <laughs> but I think it's younger children, five right. and four. And I think um, I plan on sending something out church-wide too, we're, yeah. we're kind of wrapping some things up, but um, sending out just updates and even on the, having them on the website too, so um, yeah. I think that's what it was too, was five and under. Um, and, and I know Charlotte will be, we'll, we'll be communicating all of this mm -hmm. um, in writing. So um, oh, one other thing, I know um, some groups have been meeting on campus uh, anyway um, during COVID with masks and social distancing. Um, groups will be invited to come. Um, you, there's no limitation on size. Uh, again, we'll follow the same mask policy for our groups. It's if you need to wear one, want to wear one, that's fine. You won't be required to do that. Um, 
the the only limitation would just be the size of the room, you know, and and folks' comfort level. Please do reach out to Charlotte if you need a space and want to re reserve space on the calendar. Um, Charlotte Thomas, let her know so that you she can put you on the calendar and we're not uh, bumping into one another uh, with space. But um, so <laughs> mainly come. It's exciting to be able to to, to sort of do normal church um, after such a long time of being um, of having to navigate um, um, COVID and all those restrictions, limitations. Um, so yeah, it's going to be good to be together. And the only thing I'd add is the choir is going to be in the loft, sitting in the loft like normal, but they will probably be masked for the time being. Um, we might readjust that at the end of June. We're just, you know, for those of you who are watching, it's, um, we appreciate the patience, but there's so many moving parts. We couldn't just turn off all the precautions. We have to retrain ushers and choir members and things like that. So it's not just a simple take the mask off. Uh, and right now it seems like singing is really still very nerve wracking for some people. Um, so just know if you're coming and you're sitting near the choir, they will be masked. Although I think the majority of the, the choir has been vaccinated fully um, and has been for months. And I appreciate they come to rehearsals and sing in masks for an hour and it's, it's miserable. If you haven't had a chance to do that, just be grateful. Singing in a mask is just horrible. But I'm grateful for their energy and time and, and dedication and flexibility for all this, all the musicians, really. Yeah, you it, the folks have been just superb. I mean, Charlotte and her team, uh, it's Martha, right? And the ushers, yeah. I mean, they, um, gosh, all of that effort and work, it, it's it's just been uh, exceptional. So um, I'm grateful for, grateful for them all. Remember this Sunday, the 30th Trinity Sunday, we'll, we'll kind of, it'll be our last week of the, of the older um, pattern registering for worship and all of that masks. Uh, and then we kick it off June the 1st and then Sunday, June the 6th. We'll of course monitor things. If God forbid the world goes in a more negative direction in terms of, COVID cases and health, we'll revisit it, but we're, we're, we're optimistic, hopeful that, that this is a turning point. So. Yeah, it really will be almost like back to normal. I mean, it's, yeah. it's gosh, it's going to be, yeah. wow. Exciting. And, well, and I, Karen, I hope we can also just, I hope we can model for the world, maybe, um, uh, a lack of judgment and a bit of grace around folks who, for whatever reason, um, maybe haven't been vaccinated or can't. You never know why someone isn't vaccinated. Um, we have a very good family friend who, who can't. She, she has a, a health issue and she can't take the vaccine. She can't take any vaccine. Um, and, um, you, but you wouldn't know that looking at her. Um, so folks may make judgments about her that would be unfair and unkind. And if you see someone in worship that, at DUMC, other than a choir member that has a mask on, again, um, you don't know who they're caring for at home or why they've chosen to wear the mask. Um, but if we can just be gracious and extend some you know, kindness and hospitality to one another uh, and just simply enjoy being together, mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think that'll, that's a good message for the world to see. Um, yes. And on top of that, that it's kind of illegal to ask somebody their medical information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't do that, um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, those are some good words there. Um, 
Well, great. I'm excited to see the changes starting in June. Um, this has been a great um, time together with you guys. Hopefully, maybe one day we'll be back together, like in person, yeah. and not looking at each other in squares on this um, format. Um, if anybody does have a coffee mug, an extra mug, or, or a fun mug that they would like David to um, have, uh, he loves he, he loves coffee mugs. <laughs> And hey, did Kim? Did ones? Kim find out? Did Kim find out what you were doing? Yeah, she knows. Sorry, sorry. She sussed it out. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, I, we've been married almost 31 years, faithfully, um, and I could, I can't get away with much. <laughs> She's obviously the smarter of the two of us. Well, and you, you said you've gotten a few mugs already. I have gotten a few mugs. Yeah, they're, they're not at home though. Well, actually, one is at home. I did bring one. The rest are um, in my office at the church. Right. Um, she may or may not need to know how many there are. Right. We'll, we'll keep that. No one needs to know the number, but just keep them coming. I'm, I'm going to Habitat and I'm going to buy all their <laughs> weird mugs just so you have to take them home. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate <laughs> that. You're welcome. All I can do to support you. Please wash them in your, your dishwasher on a really hot setting before you give them to Sure. Well, you can bring your bring your coffee mugs with. It's probably hard to mail, so just drop them off at the church office, and yeah, we're going to be open. That's right. Bring your mugs. So. Yeah, we're open today. Someone came in, and I was playing the piano in the, my office, and it scared. <laughs> I was so scared because <laughs> I didn't know the front door was unlocked. Excuse me, huh? Also, the hymnals are going back in today. By the way, David, you mentioned. Oh, that. there, there we go. Yeah. yeah so on Sunday. Um, uh, you can look up the Nicene Creed and there you go. Remember nice. a little history, 325. Well, very That's exciting. That's the date, not the page. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. 881. Is that your favorite yeah. council, church council, David? Um, yeah, maybe. Okay. Just... It's a good one. I mean, we got the Nicene Creed out of it. Sure. Not bad. Well, if anyone has um, any questions for us or any other topics, um, we'd love to have them. And um, we'll be back in two weeks. So, gosh, David, you're almost done working two jobs. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> End of June. Here it comes. So, everybody have a great day. Thanks for watching. And we'll be back. Take care. Other um, duties as assigned. Yeah, but at least we won't have oh. to... <laughs> <laughs> Product placement. We're talking um, about the Trinity today. I had to bring out my smart coffee mug. There you go. <laughs>